1: Great to have you in, Mike Guido here with you. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz, GGB. Great right here on the Landry Football Network. So it's fantastic to have you in. We have plenty of stuff to cover today. The Buccaneers lost to Chicago yesterday. Man, oh man! I, I listen, I, despite all of the the weirdness and the you know, I, I guess the 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 COVID stuff that's you know fumbling everything around it's it's been a very i think entertaining and interesting NFL year so far so we're entering into week 5 uh the buccaneers take a loss against the bears in chicago yesterday 20 to 19 so you know we'll we'll see exactly where (laughs) where we are with these teams going forward. I think it's really interesting how the bears are four and one. They're off to a great start. Uh, the Buccaneers, they fall to three and two. I think a lot of people I would bet that more than 90% of people bet that the Buccaneers were going to win last night. So, uh, including myself, I thought the Buccaneers were going to win last night too. Um, But, boy, we have plenty of stuff to cover today. Uh, It is so great to have you in. Again, the Landry Football Network. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Mike Guido here with you. I got to get used to this camera thing. I still got to get Everything's opposite. It's crazy. But, see, there you go. There's my name right there. Uh, Mike Guido here with you. So, uh, we'll make picks later in the show today as we do every Friday. Uh, Again, you're going to have us Monday and Friday uh, at 2 o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon. Uh, So, if you're at work. And you need a little something to listen to. You need, you know, if you're on your lunch break or shortly after your lunch break or or something like that, you need something to listen to. Uh, you know, you need your daily dose of football. I think this is the place for you to come. Uh, so I want to begin with this. Obviously, Bears win 20 to 19 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, I never bought the Bears as a real team. I really don't I, listen. I'm sorry to Chicago. Uh, you don't have a quarterback, <laughs> okay? Like, the, I never bought Nick Foles as a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. I didn't buy it when uh, when he was with the Eagles. I didn't buy it when he was with the Rams. I didn't buy it when he was in Jacksonville. I didn't buy it when he was in Kansas City. I didn't, uh, I didn't buy it. I, I don't buy it now that he's in Chicago. I, you know, it, Nick Foles to me is a really good backup and that's what he is in the league and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being a good backup in this league. Absolutely nothing. There really isn't. There's nothing wrong with being a good backup in this league and Nick Foles is that. Okay, so and to Nick Foles's credit, I think he had a pretty decent night last night, right? 30 of 42, 243 yards with a touchdown and a pick. Okay, that was Nick Foles uh Nick Foles yesterday. Also had a carry for negative 1. So whatever. But it's and I know that there are going to be a lot of people that spin it this way and I, I I get it. I get it because it's, it's history and people like history, but oh, (laughs) Nick Foles is Tom Brady's kryptonite, right? Like, like they're comparing Nick Foles to like Eli Manning because Eli Manning was never spectacular in the NFL. He was always good in the NFL, but Eli Manning was never special. He's got a couple Super Bowl wins. He was a, he was a winner, I'll give you that. I'll give him that much. But Eli was never his was never Peyton, right? But Eli always found a way to beat Tom Brady for some reason. Beat him in the Super Bowl twice. So, people are comparing Nick Foles to Eli Manning because Nick Foles when he was in Philadelphia, obviously, that led the Eagles to that amazing Super Bowl win over the Patriots and Nick Foles had a phenomenal game that guy. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I've always found that Nick Foles outside of Philadelphia has been anything but an above average quarterback. He's just not that. Okay, Nick Foles to me is, you know, he's a solid backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? He is not going to go out there and lose you a football game. He's not. But he isn't going to single-handedly win you a Super Bowl outside of that one magical run that he had. It's just that's not who Nick Foles is. But people are comparing him to Eli because, oh, boy, you know, he's got Tom Brady, right? He's got Tom Brady's number. He had it in New England, and now he's got it in Tampa. Um, But here's the thing about this. Here's where I really want to take this. Uh, I have been really critical of Tom Brady. I've been really hard on Tom. Uh, and I've been very honest about that okay and I was openly willing to admit that if Tom killed it this year which again uh, Tom is not but Tom Brady is not playing bad football this year in Tampa Bay he's not playing bad football okay uh, he's not playing bad and I was willing to admit that if he killed it this year <laughs> listen I would have I would have eaten my hat and that would have been fine okay I, I have zero problem admitting that I'm wrong you uh, you know that already you know you know that I I have zero interest. I don't take the stock or the quality of my broadcast or my credibility or anything like that in the fact on whether or not I'm right. I take stock in whether I'm entertaining and whether I have good honest points. That's that's what I that's what I take pride in. I don't take pride in how many times I'm right. Okay, do I like being right? Yeah. But it is not what I base my broadcasting worth on. It's just it's not that. So I do want to point this out again, Tom Brady last night was fine, but that's just it. He was fine. Okay. Tom Brady was 25 of 41 for 253 yards and a touchdown. That's fine. That's average quarterback numbers. Okay. It's like you can start in the NFL with those numbers, but. You're not blowing the doors off of everybody like everybody expected. That's my big thing is that I understand the Bears are off to a good start, right? The Bears are four and one, and people are going to say, hey, listen, the Bears, they're a good football team. (sighs) Are they? Or are they just on a good run right now? I think they're going to plummet back down to earth. Don't be surprised if they win two or three more games the entire rest of the season. Okay, I listen, and I'll be willing to admit when I'm wrong on that, too, if I'm wrong on that. But the Bears don't have a quarterback. One of their better offensive weapons, Tariq Cohen, is out for the year. I don't love what they have at wide receiver, right? Allen Robinson's really good. They've gotten some nice play they've gotten some nice play out of the rookie Darnell Mooney right like he's he's pretty okay I don't love what they've got on the perimeter it's not amazing I think it's pretty average if you compare it to what else is around the league and they've got a good defense but their offensive line's not great their running game is a little eh, and they don't have a quarterback okay I don't buy that Nick Foles is going to carry them to the playoffs I just do or Trubisky, either one. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I think they're too weak at quarterback in that division where I, honestly, the Bears have the worst quarterback, the worst starting quarterback situation in their own division. Right? None, nobody who they have, nobody uh, that the Bears have is better than Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, or Kirk Cousins. It's, th- th- it's not the case. Okay. The, all three of those guys are better than both of who the Bears have. So I don't buy the Bears as a real team. I don't think defense is going to carry them to the playoffs. I just don't. Okay, this is an offense first league. This is an offense first league. And the argument that people are going to have with that is, well, you just, Guido, you just saw evidence last night. Right? You just saw evidence last night. that They held Tampa to 19 points. I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. I buy that. But can we be honest about Tampa? Finally. Can we be, can we finally be honest about the Buccaneers? Okay. This is who their wins came off of. Home against Carolina. I think we all understand that Carolina is not that good this year. Okay. We all understand that Carolina is not great. At Denver. Banged up, horrible Denver. Okay. Okay with nobody playing quarterback, right? Because Drew Locke got hurt early. Nobody's playing quarterback for the Broncos. Vaughn Miller's out for the year. Cortland Sutton is out for the year. Jarrell Casey is out for the year. Banged up, not that good Denver. They beat them pretty bad on the road. And then they edged out the Chargers 38-31 in Tampa, the Chargers, despite how impressive he's looked with a rookie quarterback. Justin Herbert looks really good so far, but the Chargers are starting a rookie quarterback and the Buccaneers edged him out. Okay. Tampa Bay to me is not a Super Bowl team. They're not a Super Bowl team. They haven't proven to me once. Their two losses, both on the road, came at New Orleans, who, by the way, again, New Orleans has struggled so far this year. Okay? They haven't been fantastic. They're 2-2. and New Orleans is not dominating the NFL. They're not a powerhouse yet. They lose to New Orleans by double digits. And then they lose last night to Chicago, in Chicago, by one, by not scoring any points. Listen, we are, oh, this is what we keep telling ourselves, okay? And it is, it, it blows my mind how at this point in his career, we keep making excuses for Tom Brady when he isn't great, right? We all, I, I didn't, but most people crowned Tampa Bay. They are gonna, oh, they're gonna run through the NFL. Look at this offense and their defense is fantastic and all like people are going nuts. They're going nuts with this whole Tampa Bay is just gonna mow through everybody. Okay. That's not, I, I, I was warning people. Okay. If you watched the Patriots closely last year with Tom Brady, quarterback, Tom, it, it wasn't just receivers. Okay, were his receivers great? No. Were they, oh my God, worse than the league? No. No. God almighty, no. I Ask Carson Wentz what he was working with at wide receiver at Philadelphia. And then say, ask Carson Wentz if he would take Julian Edelman. I'm sure he'd say, oh, oh yeah, I would take him. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't just receivers for Tom. But now, again, we have to take all of this into account now. We, we have to take past. We have to take future. We have to take present all into account, right? When we're talking about whether it's legacy or current greatness or anything, right? We have to take all of this into account now. All of it. So, Tom Brady last night, okay, Tom Brady last night, Tyler Johnson was his leading receiver, right? Four catches, 61 yards. He was in you know, a pretty good day, right? He's a rookie. He's a nice player. You know, I thought he was going to go a little bit earlier in the draft. He fell, and I was like, oh, boy, all right, <laughs> Buccaneers got another one. You know, Chris Godwin's missed some time. But, listen, you still got Mike Evans. You still got Gronk. You still have Cameron Brait. Like, uh, you still got guys that are that can catch the football Plenty. Okay. Mike Evans is the best receiver that Tom Brady's worked with in years. Okay. He's so good. He is so good. He made Jameis Winston look fantastic at certain points and Jameis Winston threw 30 picks last year. So again, I do want to point this out. Tom Brady has phenomenal offensive personnel. Okay. He's got a running game that came out of nowhere. I didn't expect them to have much of a running game until they signed Fournette. Right, I thought Fournette was going to change everything in Tampa because I was never a big buy-in guy on Ronald Jones, but listen, maybe I'm wrong. Ronald Jones had a hell of a night last night. 17 carries for 106 yards. Guy averaged six and a half yards a carry. I mean, that's he had a great night last night. Great. So he's got a running game. He's got weapons. That Tampa Bay offensive line is better than most. I'll tell you that much. Okay? with Jensen and Ali Marpet and Tristan Wirfs and, like, that is a, that is an above-average offensive line, at least, at least an above-average offensive line. He's got an above-average offensive coach, right? Bruce Arians. He's pretty good at his job. He's been around the NFL for a long time, and he's had a lot of successful offenses. Why can't Tom blow up the NFL like everybody expected him to. Okay, this is the same problem. And again, I feel like I can't go one show without talking about the Cowboys a little bit. (laughs) Sorry. But again, it's the same thing that I'm talking about with Dak Prescott, right? Dak has that offensive line. He's got Mike McCarthy as his head coach. He's got Zeke. He's got all those receivers, and they still can't win games. And they can't score points until the defense plays prevent and it opens up the entire field, and they're just listen. They're getting big, big chunk plays. It's Ben, don't break defense, and sometimes they score, and sometimes they settle for field goals, and that's the nature of the Cowboys. I but I view I view that as the same thing. People look at Dak Prescott's numbers this year and be just like, oh, <laughs> he is killing it this year. Yet the Cowboys are one and three. Should be zero oh and four. Okay. Tom Brady's numbers this year are not bad, right? 64% completion percentage, uh, almost 1,400 yards, right? That's almost 300 yards a game. Close, right? He's averaging 275 yards a game. It's pretty good. He's got 12 touchdowns and four interceptions. Tom Brady. Here's the issue I have again. Okay. And I'm going to make this again very, very clear. (sighs) <sighs> Tom Brady should be decimating everybody with this offense because that's what we all expected. I think it's fair to say, and I am not somebody that likes to get ahead of myself. I really am not. But I do think it's fair to say that Tom Brady so far this season has been pretty underwhelming and it's exactly what i expected because tom brady last year was not accurate was not throwing the ball well downfield and again i think part of that was wide receivers part of it not the whole thing part of it but most of it was tom's natural debilitation period tom is getting older his skill set is going down. He's debilitating. He's fading a little bit. He only signed a two-year contract in Tampa. So he's got this year where I think Tampa's going to be okay. They're going to be pretty good, right? They're a nine and seven, 10 and six football team to me. They're not a Super Bowl team. They're not the favorite in their own division. I think they're a wild card team. I think when I made my preseason predictions, I think I had them as the sixth or seventh seed in the NFC, like I, I, and it's not because their roster's not good. Their roster's really good. They had a good draft, right? Antoine Winfield's really good. They, that new running back, they have Keyshawn Vaughn. He's pretty good too, right? Tristan Wirth's a really good tackle, but again, defense is there. Weapons are there. Offensive line's there. Coach, running game. Everything. Pass rush. Seriously, they get after the quarterback, man. Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre, Paul. like They get after the quarterback. Vita Vea, right? And Dominic and Sue. I mean, that defensive line. They, Devin White and Levante David at linebacker. I mean, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The secondary's really good. Yet the Buccaneers are three and two. Where do you find the legitimate weakness? (sighs) It's quarterback. I hate to break it to people. I really do because I know people have kind of infatuated themselves with Tom Brady and, you know, they they can't bet against him. I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick's going to win the divorce. He's going to win the divorce. The Patriots will be better than the Buccaneers this year. They will be. The Patriots will be better than the Buccaneers this year. And Cam Newton will have missed two weeks because of COVID. And maybe Stephon Gilmore too. I mean that. So, again, last night, pretty much confirmed Everything that I was afraid of for Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, right? As people like to call it him. Tom Brady is holding them back, not pushing them forward. Right. And I think we all understood. I want this to I want people to understand this too. Okay. And then we're going to get off the subject. But this is one of the things that I want people to understand. Set Jameis Winston threw 30 picks last year. And the Buccaneers were almost a 500 football team. The roster is good. They've built a nice team in Tampa Bay. All Tom Brady had to do or all he has to do this year is not be awful. He can be like, he can be bad and the Buccaneers will be better. Okay, if Tom Brady cuts those interceptions in half. If Tom Brady throws 15 picks this year, which sometimes leads the league, the Buccaneers will be better. So again, don't rush to the like like oh they're gonna be so good. You still need good quarterback play. And Tom Brady at this point is giving you nothing more than average. He's average. Not bad, but he's not knocking anybody's socks off like we expected. So, with that being said, let's go to somebody who is knocking everybody's socks off, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron is, I think, probably, in my opinion, the third favorite for NFL MVP. He has had a fantastic season through uh, uh, through four games. He has been phenomenal. Now, I want to point this out, okay? Because I've talked about this a bunch. Uh, I think that the Packers would benefit greatly, and they should have benefited greatly by investing in the wide receiver position. Period. They should have invested more assets, more valuable assets in wide receiver. Period. Right? Like, we understand Devonte Adams great. He's missed two straight weeks. Alan Lazard, he's a great undrafted guy. He was out last week. Last week, last week the Packers, when they played against the Falcons, had three wide receivers active on the roster. Three. That's it. Marquez Valdez Scantling, Malik Turner, and I think his name is Darius Shepard. I think those are the three guys that they had active, right? And Robert Tanyan last week had the best game of his life, right? He's never going to have a game like that again. Okay. This is exactly the issue. So Aaron Rodgers uh, this past week on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, it's a good show, very entertaining. It's funny. Um, and it it is insightful. I I will give him that, uh, Aaron Rodgers made, made a comment about basically how great he is. (laughs) Like, you know, he was asked a question about how, you know, he's having such a great season this year and that he was coming off kind of a down season last year. And, you know, he's like, well, listen, he's like, I laugh sometimes when people say that I have a down season because you know my down season is most quarterbacks' career years. Like <laughs> like well, uh, great years for some quarterbacks are down quarterbacks for me. And then it got a big roar out of everybody like, oh, wait, oh, oh, fire. Man, oh man, like you pull, you know, blow the smoke out of here. It's crazy. But he's like, listen, I'm just talking about the facts, man. And he's not wrong. <laughs> he's like, Aaron's not wrong his his down years right like let me give you most people said Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year completed 62% of his throws that's eh, that's all right 4000 yards 26 touchdowns and four interceptions yeah <laughs> if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers that had that season we'd be saying oh hey <laughs> that's a pretty good year but for Aaron we're just like uh, i'm not sure he might be going downhill. Now, I do want to tread carefully with this. Careful. Careful. Because I don't want Packer fans or, or 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 Green Bay or big Aaron guys to get upset. I don't. Okay. But the truth about Aaron is that he, yeah, he is, he is regressing he is die- he's debilitating a little bit um, and again I think it's it's hard to see because you know you see all of the, you see the crazy numbers that Aaron's putting together this year and you're just like wait a minute that can't pop that can't be possible I mean look at him he, uh, he's so good right the 1200 yards and 13 touchdowns he's thrown no picks right 70 and a half per- uh, percent completion percentage I mean he's just been fantastic He's been amazing, but again, I, I just want to make this very clear. Okay. There's going to come a point this season where Aaron is going to come a little bit down. He's going to be off the high that he's on right now. They're going to, the Packers are going to slow down a little bit. They're going to lose a few games. And we're going to be right back to where we started. Okay. We're entering into week five. Packers are on a bye this week. It's them and the Lions. They they have a bye this week. That's cool. Okay. So they're getting a break. But the following week and then going past that. Okay. I wouldn't surprise me if the Packers don't lose a game until like week 10. And everybody's going to be like, oh, they're so good. Okay. The Packers look like they're better than last year right? They went 13 to three last year. They look like they're better this year. Woo-hoo! I'm telling you right now, the reason, okay, that the Packers are not better than what they are is because they've refused to give Aaron any sort of help on the, uh, help on the perimeter. They've given him nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm telling you, absolutely nothing. Now, Let's just point this out again. I want to go back to the comments. Okay. Listen, I'm Aaron freaking Rogers, man. (laughs) Most of my, you know, bad years are some of these other guys, great years. I mean, that's the truth right there, but that's exactly what kills Aaron. I don't mind him for saying that. You know, listen, I, the people who know me know that I like my athletes a little bit more humble. Okay. I, you know, I, I, I tend to steer away from arrogance. I really don't. I really do, but, you know, listen, I I don't necessarily have a huge problem with the comments. Again, it's, you also got to keep in mind, this is the Pat McAfee show, man. (laughs) Like, you know, the, the, a lot of athletes say, you know, it's all that shows about having fun and, you know, really getting guys to, to open up about stuff like that. So, you know, I don't blame Aaron for, for, for doing something like that. I really don't. Uh, however, I do want to point out that it's that sort of cockiness. It's that sort of arrogance that kills Aaron. It kills him because it's instilling the mentality in the Packers organization that, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he's so great. We, I mean, just, look how much money we can save on offense because he's just going to carry us. Right. We'll give him an offensive line and then we'll just, we'll you know, he'll throw to nobody's. You know, we'll spend fifth, sixth round picks on receivers and it'll make them great. Right. We'll invest a lot of money on defense and high draft picks on defense and shore up that side of the ball because Aaron's got us on offense. Oh, look at how great he is. Right. Listen, most of his bad years are a lot of guys' good years. I mean, my God. That's the mentality of the Packers organization. It's been that way. It needs to not be that way. It needs to not be because eventually, and again, I think you saw it a little bit last year, right? Later in the year, they made it to the NFC championship game. That's fine. Get blown out by San Francisco, but that's because San Francisco invested premium assets in perimeter talent. Okay, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo d- doesn't hold anything on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he doesn't. Okay. Jimmy G might be the worst quarterback in his own division. But again, Debo Samuel and Marquise Goodwin and Brandon Ayuk and premium assets. It works. Kyle Shanahan, it works. Okay, the Packers have Matt LaFleur, who's fine. He's not Kyle Shanahan, but he's fine. He's good. He's good. But when are you going to invest in some premium weapons and make life a little bit easier on your quarterback? Just a little bit, man. Like, I'm not even asking for a lot. I'm just asking for, like, maybe spend one second-round pick on a guy doesn't even have to be a first spend a second round pick on a receiver because you're going to have to start surrounding this guy with weapons or else you're going to be, you're going to get beaten by teams that are more high flying than you are. This is an offense first league right now. It wasn't always this way, but it certainly is now, right? I think Kansas city's proving that and the chiefs have weapons all over the field, all over it, right? Tyree kills, Sammy Watkins, me, Hardman, right? Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I mean, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. The Packers don't have that. They got Aaron Jones. Cool, cool running back. Doesn't really catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's a solid runner. Probably a top 10 back in the league. Devontae Adams. Okay. He's great. Cool. Outside of that, nothing. Nothing. And Aaron can't live with that forever. So it's that sort of cockiness. It's that sort of arrogance that I think gets Aaron in trouble. It does. It gets Aaron in trouble because the Packers understand how great he is. And Rodgers perpetuates that. He, I mean, he really emphasizes that. And that forces the mentality of, we don't really need to help him because he doesn't need help when in fact he does. Okay. It looks like it's that time. Uh, also I do want to bring this up too. uh, Cowboys got a, you know, another hint of bad news today. Tyron Smith, they're all pro left tackle who I've made the argument is the best left tackle in football. Uh, but he's oft injured and, you know, can't seem to stay on the field for a sustained period of time. He's out for the season. He's having season-ending surgery. So, it looks like the Cowboys' left tackle is out for the year. Their right tackle is out for the year. Travis Frederick, their center, retired, so he's not coming back. Season's over. It might have been over before this, but season's over. <laughs> if you're a Cowboy fan, sorry, dude. Sorry. Listen, I, I sympathize. I, I'm one. I'm a Cowboy fan. You're out of luck. My bad. Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's make picks. So uh, we will start with the one o'clock games. I had picked the Buccaneers to beat the Bears on Thursday night. Um and I got that wrong. So uh so far I'm off. 0- I'm 0 and one in the week. So excellent job. Uh Bears win 20 to 19. I had the Buccaneers. Uh so we will begin in the one o'clock window of games. Let's start with the Carolina Panthers in Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Falcons um are favored by two and a half. Panthers right now are two and two. Falcons sit at 0-4. I think the Falcons get their first. Win in week five. Uh, listen, Carolina, uh, no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of firepower in this offense. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been okay, not great. Uh, four touchdowns, three picks through four weeks. He hasn't killed the Panthers by any means necessary. But honestly, at this point, I'm not certain if Teddy Bridgewater's a starting quarterback. I would have thought that he was if he had never gotten hurt. Um, but I think the injury really hurt, uh, hurt him. It set him back a couple of years in development. Um, so, uh, Teddy Bridgewater to me, I don't think is going to be their answer at quarterback. I don't think that Carolina is going to be a very good football team this year. They're going to be a bottom eight or so team in the league. Um, and again, they're rolling with Mike Davis at running back. Uh, I will say Robbie Anderson has had a really nice year for them who I, again, I thought Robbie Anderson when he was with the jets was one of the most overrated receivers in the league. He's kind of proving me wrong. I, I will say that. I think he's actually pretty good this year. Um, but here's the thing. The Falcons' defense is what's killing them. If Carolina can't score points, the Falcons' defense is not going to have to worry. Okay, I, I just don't think that that's the case. I think that this offense for uh, for Atlanta is going to roll. They're at home. Again, I still think that that's a factor because teams are still traveling. They're still not sleeping in their own bed, right? Like it's, uh, There's still a factor to that. So I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Uh, I'll probably take them in a double-digit win. I'll say 27-17, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so we go to the Cincinnati Bengals, go to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Ravens are favored by 13. Uh, Ravens sit at 3-1. They took a loss um, earlier in the year to, to Kansas City. They're coming off that win against Washington. Uh, Cincinnati, they're 1-2-1. and one. They tied the Eagles that one week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think this is a clear cut, right? The Ravens are going to beat the Bengals in Baltimore. It's I don't think it's really going to be a question. Uh, and I think the Ravens are going to win big. Now, here's the thing. The reason I'm saying that is because Cincinnati's defense is not great. Uh, and their offensive line is not great. They are not great in the trenches. Uh, so, I think that uh, guys like Calais Campbell and, you know, the stacked Ravens pass rush and interior line are just going to they're going to get at Joe Burrow and give him such a hard time. Okay, I actually think Joe Burrow has been provided some pretty good weapons in Cincinnati. He's got some pretty good receivers, right? AJ Green and Tyler Boyd and John Ross and T Higgins and guys like that. Like those are good receivers. Uh and then he's got Joe Mixon in the backfield who, you know, again is a really reliable runner. Uh so I think Joe Burrow has been provided some weapons, but that offensive line is just atrocious. It really is, okay? The only bright spot that they have, and it's only sometimes, is their first-round pick from two years ago, Jonah Williams, who, again, at times, he's coming off the injury, so he doesn't even look great at certain points. He's really getting his first NFL snaps now. Um, But I do think... Uh, and again, I've been impressed with Joe Burrow. I think he's done a nice job, but Baltimore is too good. I think Baltimore overall has the best roster in the NFL offensive line, running the ball. They're going to control time of possession. Lamar Jackson is obviously special. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens. Give me the Ravens 37 to 10 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we go to the, an AFC South matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Houston to play the Texans. The Texans, their first game since they fired Bill O'Brien. It uh, didn't touch on that much today, uh, but I will touch on it just, uh, just a little bit here. Uh, honestly, I never thought Bill O'Brien was incompetent, but I did think that coaching was kind of holding Houston back and and it was a little overdue. I, I think that it was probably the right decision. I don't know what they're going to do with coach going forward. I don't know who they're going to hire or anything like that. I honestly thought Bill O'Brien was going to get fired last year uh, and he didn't, but they fire him four weeks in. The Texans are 0-4 to start. Uh, and now, again, they're they, they this is kind of a big game. This is a really big game for Houston. It's at home it's against Jacksonville. That's a really winnable game. Jacksonville's one and three to start. They haven't won since week one, uh, since they beat Indianapolis, right? But listen, Houston has Deshaun Watson. Okay. That has to count for something. They have to take advantage of the fact that their quarterback is so good. Okay. I don't even think their wide receivers are bad, right? Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, like, like, That's a pretty good group. That's a good group of wide receivers right there. David Johnson has actually been pretty good in the backfield. Um, So let's just throw this out there. I am going to take the Texans. I don't think Jacksonville's roster is any good. And I think that there's going to be a chip on Houston's shoulder. They're going to try and win. They're going to win this game because there's going to be a different motivation behind it. I really do. Bill O'Brien's out of the building. They want to win their first game. They don't, they want to prove that it wasn't them. It was Bill and everything that was wrong and everything like that. So I'm going to take Deshaun Watson uh, and the Houston Texans over Jacksonville. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I do think it'll be a relatively close, uh, relatively close kind of average scoring game. Uh, awkward score. I'm going to go 26 to 21 Houston over Jacksonville. Okay, we go to the Las Vegas Raiders go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Uh Chiefs are 4 and 0, the Raiders are 2 and 2. I've been impressed with the Raiders so far this season, but they're not beating the Chiefs at home. <laughs> okay, they're just they're just not. Kansas City's going to be uh going to beat the Raiders this weekend. Uh I think that Derek Carr has been fantastic this season. If you look at pure quarterback rating, uh Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes has have had very similar seasons right Derek Carr uh almost 1100 yards uh eight touchdowns and no picks Patrick Mahomes kind of the same deal uh they're very similar in completion percentage Derek Carr is a little bit better uh but he's thrown for a little bit over 1100 yards 11 touchdowns no picks they're only separated by a like half a point in quarterback rating so to be honest with you based on this season I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Carr don't get it twisted but this season so far, this shouldn't be too much of a quarterback mismatch uh, because I think Derek Carr is more than competent right now. Uh, I think Henry Ruggs is uh, – Henry Ruggs, from what I've seen, is doubtful. Uh, so I'm not sure Henry Ruggs will play in this game. That's going to play a factor uh, because they're going to need some speed on that offense to, uh, to, uh, to have a chance to compete. Uh, but Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they're going to run the ball good. This is actually a good football game, I'm telling you right now, but Kansas City being at home, the entire league runs through them right now. Uh, Give me the Chiefs. I have more confidence in them right now. To me right now, the Chiefs look like they're the best team in football. I think the Raiders, again, two and two, but it's it's kind of an impressive two and two. They beat the Saints. I, I think uh, the Chiefs are going to do. Uh, I think the Raiders have been very impressive this year, but give me the Chiefs to edge out the Raiders. I do not think this is a blowout, but I do think it's a high scoring game. Give me 34 to 31 Kansas City over Las Vegas. All right. We go to the Arizona Cardinals. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half, by the way, which, by, I, again, I'm going to go, uh, Maybe not even this year because I think COVID is, you know, kind of screwing everything up. Um, But I usually give gambling picks. Uh, If you are a betting man, hammer the Raiders plus 12 and a half. Hammer it. The Chiefs are not blowing them out by that much. There's no way. There's no way the Chiefs should be favored by 12 and a half points over the Raiders. Again, I don't think this is a two-touchdown game. I don't. Touchdown and a field goal, maybe 12 and a half points. No, I don't think it's that much. We go to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, go to uh, the Meadowlands to play the Jets. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Cardinals are favored by seven on the road. And I don't want to point this out. The Cardinals at two and two, it's kind of been an ugly two and two. The Cardinals are kind of all over the place. Jets are oh and four right now. Listen, you have no idea how badly I want to give the Jets their first win. I just don't think it happens. I really don't. I th- I'm going to pick Arizona on the road because I think the Jets are such a mess right now. Uh, coaching is so awful. The Jets roster isn't any good. You know, I again, I, just, I feel so bad for Sam Darnold. I really do because I think Sam Darnold can really, really play. He makes special plays uh, more often than you would think. Uh, But listen, he's just had a tough time because that offensive line is bad. He's got no wide receivers. His running game has been awful. Le'Veon Bell's been out for a couple weeks. And again, even when Le'Veon Bell has been there, he hasn't been fantastic. He's not the old Le'Veon Bell that we're used to. You know, it's just, it's not great right now for the Jets. Their defense isn't very good, right? Even after trading Jamal Adams, they just, it's not good. Uh, I think the Cardinals offense is unique. They're going to have trouble stopping uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, give me the Cardinals. And again, I, I would say Cardinals relatively big. Give me the Cardinals 30 to 17 over the Jets. I, I just, I don't think the Jets are going to get much traction here. So give me the Cardinals to beat the Jets in New York. Uh, we go to the Philadelphia Eagles, go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, Steelers getting their accidental bye week last week uh, because they were set to play Tennessee, but COVID kind of screwed everything up there, uh, but the Steelers are favored by seven at home uh, Steelers three and zero, obviously, uh, and the Eagles right now, one, two, and one. I think the Steelers are one of the more underappreciated teams in the league. I was on them during the preseason. Uh, again, I was much higher on the Steelers than most people were. So give me Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh uh, in their home building, uh, Big Ben so far has been really, really good. Uh, almost 800 yards passing, seven touchdowns, and a pick uh, on the season for him. It's been nice. He's been doing a nice job through three games. This is a good roster. This is a fantastic defense. Uh, and again, with the poor year so far that Carson Wentz is having, and the fact that Philadelphia is on offense, doesn't have any talent. Not sure Miles Sanders is going to play. I'm assuming he is, but. Even then, wide receiver is still so thin. Their offensive line is banged up. Carson Wentz leads the league in interceptions with seven. Like, it's just – it's been a tough, tough go for the Eagles. And especially, again, I they got their – they got a big win last week going into San Francisco and winning, but I don't think it's going to be the same thing this week. I think the Steelers get a win from them. Steelers go to 4-0. The Eagles drop to 1-3-1. and I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, You know, give me the Steelers. I'll go – 34 to 20 over the Eagles. All right, final one o'clock game. The LA Rams go to Washington to play the Washington football team. Oh, my God. I love that. Uh, Rams favored by seven. Rams are three and one right now. Washington is one and three. Uh, Yeah, give me the Rams. Uh, Washington uh, isn't any good. Uh, They're not. uh, Washington bench Dwayne Haskins. I don't get it. I don't get why they would bench Dwayne Haskins. I guess Ron Rivera doesn't like him or anything like that. I don't even think he played poorly last game, but they are benching him. Um, Kyle Allen is going to be the starter for Washington. I, I don't really see any upside there. To me, he's a backup. I they they didn't just bench Dwayne Haskins. They, benched, they put Dwayne Haskins as the third guy. Alex Smith is now higher than Dwayne Haskins on the depth chart. So... Dwayne Haskins looks like he might be done in Washington. I do, Again, I don't get it. He's going to make somebody very happy. <laughs> I really do. I really do think so. If they cut him loose, he's going to make somebody really, really happy. Uh, but the Rams are more stable right now. Their offense is rolling. Jared Goff is having a good year so far. Uh, listen, losing Brandon Cooks is not hurting them that much. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are doing very well at wide receiver for them right now. Um Listen, there's not much of a running game, but their offensive line is playing a lot better this year for some reason. Uh, They're going to be able to score points, and Aaron Donald is just the most dominating player on defense that I've seen in a while. He's just, he completely changes a game. The guy completely changes a game. It's unbelievable how good he is. Now, the one mismatch that I could see is that I still think the Rams offensive line, uh, despite the fact that they've played pretty well so far, I still think it's pretty vulnerable. That Washington front seven on defense is nasty. It really is. Chase Young is having a great year so far. Guys like Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. I, I mean, that's a nasty front seven that can get after the quarterback. Uh, so I do think the Rams win. It'll be a solid margin. I'll give. I'll, I'm going to take the Rams. I'll take. I'll say 27. I, I'll say 27 to 16. Uh, the Rams over Washington again. I just the biggest mismatch for me is Jared Goff and Kyle Allen at quarterback. Okay, I don't know what Washington is doing starting Kyle Allen at quarterback. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I really don't. All right, we go to the four o'clock. The Miami Dolphins go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Niners are favored by nine in the game. Uh, Dolphins right now sitting at one and three. The Niners are two and two. Uh, but the 49ers right now, I, I think that's, that's clear cut. The Dolphins aren't any good. They're just not. They're still starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, again, four touchdowns, five picks. He's a stopgap. You know, he's, you know, doing whatever. He's just kind of clogging up games right now. They're waiting for, uh, they're waiting for Tua to be ready and everything like that. Uh, but the Niners right now, better roster. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'll be honest with you. It, offensively, it's it's just not going to be close. It's not going to be close. And I think Brian Flores, who's obviously comes from the defensive side, uh, it's just it's a big coaching mismatch, too. I like Brian Flores, but Kyle Shanahan is just ridiculously brilliant. Uh, and, again, the Niners are banged up right now, so they're not going to be as dominant as they were last year. But you're going to see – a. I think this is going to be a big blowout win for the Niners over the Dolphins this week. It's just a complete mismatch. Uh, so give me the 49ers over the Dolphins – I'll say 30 to 13 over the Dolphins. Niners uh, getting the win there. Uh, We go to the Indianapolis Colts going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Now the Browns last, (laughs) right? Colts are favored by one. So it's basically a pickup, right? The Browns last week coming off that huge win against Dallas where they scored 30 points in the first half, right? I mean, they blew out the Cowboys last game. Uh now I think the Colts defense is way more put together. So they're gonna have a tougher time against this. But again, Cleveland's at home. So they had a whole week of sleeping in their own bed and you know, getting comfortable. They don't have to all they gotta do is drive in their car and get to the stadium and play. Okay. It's it's a lot easier. Uh now I think the Colts are interesting, right? They're both these teams are three and one. They're off to good starts. Uh Phillip Rivers. Has not blown anybody's doors off, Uh, but here's the big thing about this, and this is why I think Cleveland's going to get this win. Uh, That Cleveland pass rush is nasty. The offensive line for the Colts is really, really good, but I do think that there's going to be a lot of pressure that's put on Phillip Rivers to make really quick decisions. At at his age right now, he's just not doing that so great. When he's forced to make quick quick decisions, he's prone to turn the ball over. So. I think right now the Browns are the favorite here. Uh, Listen, I'm not in love with Baker Mayfield, but he has had a solid season so far: seven touchdowns, two picks. Uh, OBJ has done a nice job. Jarvis Landry, uh, they can really run the ball. Nick Chubb, I think Nick Chubb's out, Um, but oh, what do you know? They still have Kareem Hunt in the backfield. That's going to be fine. So uh, I'm going to take the Browns. This is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Give me the Browns, twenty-seven to twenty-three over the Colts. All right. Final four o'clock game. The New York Giants go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by eight and a half. (sighs) Cowboys sit at one and three. The Giants are winless. They're zero and four. I'm telling you right now. There are changes that need to be made in Dallas. If they lose this game against the Giants, I'm going to take the Cowboys, but okay. I don't think this is going to be a blowout win. I think the Giants will keep this close because this Cowboy defense is so bad that I don't think that they're going to, like, you're going to see Daniel Jones this weekend make pretty special plays. I'm telling you right now, he's going to look pretty good this weekend. He really is. Daniel Jones is going to look good this weekend for the Giants. I I don't know what they're going to do to, again, they're not going to get pressure because the Cowboys don't do that. They don't get pressure. Uh, you know, but again, if there's a week that they should, it's this Take advantage of the rookie, Andrew Thomas, like take advantage of this offensive line, which has improved over the years, but still isn't great. Take advantage. You have to take advantage of this. Okay. Th- these offensive weapons for Dallas should decimate, decimate this, this Giants defense. It should. Okay. Dak Prescott should have a huge game, huge game against this Giants defense. So I'm going to predict the Cowboys winning. I'm going to predict the Cowboys winning, but it is not going to be my much. Okay. I don't think this is going to be a strictly offensive high scoring football game. No defense is going to be played in this game. I'm going to say the Cowboys win 38 to 34 over the Giants. Again, I'm telling you, okay, the Giants are 0-4. Most people think that they're a bottom three or four team in the league, and the Cowboys are only favored by eight and a half in their own building. Okay, it should tell you something. They're only giving the Cowboys a little bit more than a touchdown. That's it. I mean, it blows my mind for me. Okay, Sunday night football is going to be good. Vikings going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven. I think this game is going to be closer than that. The Vikings right now off to a rough start. They're one and three Seahawks so far undefeated four. and oh. Russell Wilson right now is the MVP of the NFL. I'm going to take Seattle, but this game is not going to be a blowout. Okay. I think the Vikings roster is good. They're going to be able to run the football all over the Seattle defense. The Seattle defensive line, honestly, their overall defense is not good. This offensive personnel is not great. Bobby Wagner's a stud. Jamal Adams is a stud, but after that, they really don't have much. They really don't. So that's going to be something. I do think the Vikings pass rush is going to get after Russell Wilson. They're going to force him to make uncomfortable throws because again, this Seahawks offensive line is not very good. Okay, This is going to be a battle of running the ball. I don't think that either one of these quarterbacks are going to have crazy passing numbers. This is going to be a very run-first football game. Chris Carson and that plethora of backs that the Seahawks have against Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. That's what it's going to be. Okay, Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson are not going to blow anybody's doors off, but I am going to take the Seahawks, relatively low scoring. I'll say 20-17 to Seahawks over the Vikings. I think it's a close game. We go to Monday. Monday night, early Monday night, we have the Denver Broncos against the New England Patriots. Again, uh, now we're getting into the games that are kind of in question. We're not even sure if these are going to play. But if they do play, give me the Patriots against a banged-up Broncos team Uh, Listen, Brian Hoyer starting at quarterback. I don't care. Okay. I I think that the Patriots being at home, that matters. Their defense is still fantastic. This is still a banged up Broncos team with a lot of injuries. I I just, I don't buy the fact that, you know, it's possible for Denver to pull out wins until they get healthier. Okay. At least until Drew Locke comes back. So Brian Hoyer, to me, again, It might look better than what he did last week against Kansas City. Uh, But, again, this is a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Uh, Give me 13-9 to Patriots over the Broncos. All right. We go to the actual Monday night game. Uh, The L.A. Chargers go to New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints are favored by 7.5. Listen, Justin Herbert going up against Drew Brees. I think this is going to be a good quarterback matchup. Uh, I... I'm going to take the Saints. I think the Saints right now being at home, that matters. Young rookie quarterback for the Chargers. Again, he's still learning. They they have a bright future with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Um, But I do think that that Saints defense is going to be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, The Saints are going to control time of possession, right? Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara are going to run the ball really well. Drew Brees has always been a possession type, accurate, precise thrower of the football. Going to control the clock. Sean Payton, offensive mind. You know, I I just I like the Saints roster more. They're more developed. This is a good Charger defense, but I don't think that this is gonna they're gonna be able to hold up against the Saints offense. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it could be a close game. I'm gonna say Saints win 24 to 20 over the Chargers on Monday night. All right, final game. Tuesday night. This is what it's scheduled as right now. Tuesday at seven o'clock. The Buffalo Bills go to Tennessee to play the Titans. Now, the t- good news for the Titans. They've had zero new positive cases of COVID-19 in their building. Thank goodness. They're on track to play. Uh Bills right now 4-0, Titans 3-0, both uh uh both undefeated team uh teams. If they play, I'm going to take Buffalo simply because Tennessee hasn't been able to practice. Okay? If this was just a normal week, I would be very willing to take the Titans at home against the Bills. But keep this in mind, Josh Allen is playing like an MVP candidate right now. Stephon Diggs has elevated that offense to another level, and I think the Bills have one of the best, if not the best defense in the entire NFL. That's a tough task for a team that didn't practice the week week before because a the NFL wouldn't let them and b their facility was closed. So I I just I don't think that there's really any room for Tennessee to have some leeway. This is a Bills team that's well coached. They don't make that many mistakes. They have ex, uh they're explosive on offense. They make big plays on defense. I actually think the Bills could win this game pretty handsomely. Give me the Buffalo Bills 28 I'll say 28 to 16 over the Tennessee Titans. It's just, it's going to be tough. The Titans haven't practiced. So that's going to matter in this. It's going to matter. The fact that the Titans just, that they don't have that under their belt right now. So give me the bills on Tuesday night, Tuesday night. This is what we're resorting to now. Tuesday night football. I mean, it's kind of great, right? Right. We get a game on Tuesday night. That's fantastic. Um, Again, if you didn't hear your team's name called, it means because it's because they're on a buy, right? Green Bay and Detroit right now—they're on a buy this week. So take the week off, lounge around. You know, what scout the scout around the league, right? Listen to some Landry football podcasts. There you go. You you're filling your football void. Uh, but there we go. We've made our picks this week. Uh, so listen. I think next week we're going to have a really good show. Uh, again, Monday night football. You know, I, usually I don't pick Monday or Tuesday night, but again, I, just in case they, you know, (laughs) they reschedule any rescheduling things again, we're going to be discussing Monday and Tuesday night again, uh, come next week. But again, this is Guido's gridiron blitz. Mike Guido here with you. I'm going to get used to that. Guido's gridiron blitz. Mike Guido here with you. Make sure you listen to GGB every Monday and Friday at two o'clock Eastern in the afternoon on the Landry Football Network. It's great to have you here. We will see you next week. Again, Mike Weeder here with you. Guido's Gridiron Blitz.